guys what's going on today i had to re-record this one i was trying some new recording levels and it didn't really go the way i wanted to so unfortunately starting back fresh but that usually means that this one's going to be a little bit better the second time around so i'm excited to talk today guys about something that i'm going to be implementing and i wanted to share it with you guys because i think it has a lot of potential and i think it could be something as a community of people that listen to this podcast that we could all kind of do maybe not by the end of this year, but definitely by the end of next year, to sit down and have this kind of grand sharing of ideas. And I have some cool thoughts with it. So I hope you guys like this one and uh, and maybe get some good tactile uh, benefit out of it. So recently I was listening to podcast 344 with AJ Jacobs from the Tim Ferriss podcast. He's actually put out some really good ones lately. The meditation one was a little bit off, but then uh, his last few have been very enjoyable and I've kind of gotten back into listening to some of his interviews and really enjoying them. But this one was really specifically about gratitude. And if you guys have been following along the podcast, you know that gratitude is one of those key secrets to happiness and one of those fundamental ingredients that we need need to have actual effort dedicated to on a daily basis. And so what he recommends is not only to express it outwardly, and he goes overboard, he's an author who's trying to, you know, live these like extreme lifestyles so that he can write books about it. And he goes a little bit overboard, but one of the things that he talks about just in passing is his one thing list. And he comes home at the end of the night And he tries to just write down one or two things that he was really grateful for that day. And this is one of those things where, you know, we've talked in the past about sharing that with your significant other or telling them something every day that you're grateful for, for them. And then maybe also something more globally that happened to you that day that you were really grateful for. And I think that's an amazing exercise. But what I'm going to do is I want to take it a step further. So I kind of look at it as three different things. And it's going to create a really kind of cool, systematic approach to uh, motivating us and keeping us hungry in down times and showing us that there's other options for us and all kinds of other fun stuff. And so the three tiers that I'm going to have, and I'm going to basically create a an Excel sheet. It's going to have three sheets in it. And my first one is going to be gratitude, right? I want to focus on the big picture things that happened to me, the relationships that I had, the thank you cards that I received, the communications that came back to me that showed that I had some sort of an influence or that something that I did, somebody else was grateful for, or just something that somebody else did that really stood out to me that I was just thankful for knowing that person or seeing that expression or watching that action take place or just generally things that you're grateful for. But for the most part, I'm going to focus on kind of those first two. That way, if I ever get into a place where I start to doubt what I'm doing, or I start to have, you know, any kind of self-doubt, because you can talk yourself out of being excited about anything if you have that self-doubt that lingers in, I can pull that sheet up and I can read through some of the great things that have happened over the last few months or few years, and I can see the positive there. 
He talks a lot about our negative bias and he talks about if we have 100 interactions and 99 of them are complementary and positive, but one of them is negative, our primal brain focuses on that negative one. There's nothing that we can do to help it, which sucks because I really, really struggle with that. It's been something that has been really challenging as a business owner to deal with, but something that I want to constantly be thinking about, how can I put systems in place to make sure that I understand where my go-to is when I'm struggling with those things? Because it's it's not a matter of if I'm going to struggle with those things, I will. So I need to put something in place to help me through those times where I'm starting to focus too much on the negative, even though there's a lot of positive things that are happening around me. So that's going to be my first sheet is my gratitude sheet. The second sheet is going to be my idea sheet. And so we've talked a lot about how in podcasts and when you're reading, you have this creative brain push, right? And I'm, I'm just obsessed with nurturing your creative brain and listening to it and listening to what it wants to do and listening to where it goes and the ideas that it has and then writing those down. And there's a few reasons for this. One, I think just the process of writing it down further stimulates more creativity. But secondly is the idea that your greatest asset is your creative brain, right? And so if we think about that, an asset is something that is going to benefit you financially and your relationships, whatever you want to look at that, but benefit you more than other things. So, you know, if we think about it, a lot of people think as something like their house as an asset. Well, it could be and it could not be also, right? If, if you have to flood a bunch of money into it all the time for repairs and your mortgage payment's really high and you're not turning over any income or housing prices don't go up anymore, well, now it's a liability. It's not necessarily an asset. And I think the same thing is true with jobs, right? What are things that you can do creatively to go out of your way to immediately have an impact in your career? Well, if you're stuck in you know, a real classic nine to five job, if you bust your ass and you take a bunch of initiative, there might not be any immediate return to you. In which case then, your creative brain, which this is this amazing asset, and we'll talk about that in a second, but your creative brain then is not actually making you any more money. It's not actually incentivized to be working every day. And so what happens then is through the process of school and through the process of working a job where we can just kind of tune out and, you know, play on Twitter or mess around on our phones. And if you guys have ever been at your job and you take an extended bathroom or water break, you're probably working inside of one of those jobs where they are stinting or stunting. I'm not sure the right word there. Uh, they, they are halting the progress of your creative brain. And a long enough time period of that, you're going to stop being creative. You're going to stop believing in your own creativity. You're going to stop coming up with ideas and listening to them and taking action on them, which I think is a shame. Because if you think about all the amazing ideas, whether it's Facebook or Microsoft or, I mean, anything, any idea that helps fix a pain point from somebody started with a creative thought. That creative thought might have even just been, I could do that better, right? I see what's going on. I see a problem. And now I'm going to do it better, right? And it's kind of the idea of Facebook. It's like social networks and uh, social media in some capacity was already kind of there. But then he thought he could do it better. And so he let his creative brain run. And the social network for all of its pluses and minuses is one of my favorite movies to watch because I just love 
thinking about how he is just pushing his own creative process and believing in himself when that's hard to do. That's something you have to nurture. And there's a reason that really successful people are usually doing it when they're pretty young because they don't have that systematic pushing down of creative thought. It's probably the biggest reason that I felt like I had to leave the army is I was constantly thinking and thinking logically and thinking creatively and trying to come up with better ways to do stuff. And that in the army is frowned upon. They look at you and it's just, no, this is the way it is. Go do your vehicle inspections. You have to do your vehicle inspections this way. And you have to do them before you take any pass. And you have to do all this stuff. And it just, and it just shuts you down. And you're getting shut down left and right. And I felt suffocated by that. And so if we think about our creative brain as our most valuable asset, we have to start thinking about ways that we can not only nurture it, but also avoid things that shut it down. And so it's one of the things I constantly try to tell the coaches at Friendship is, let bring me creative ideas. Let's talk about ways that we can do new challenges, get more excitement, have more fun, start a new class. That's why functional bodybuilding started. Ryan walked into my office. This is, I mean, it was the simplest conversation ever. Ryan walked into my office and said, I've been studying functional bodybuilding. I'm really interested in it. And I was like, I think we should start a class. I think it's amazing. I think it would be incredible. And I want you to run it. And I want you to program it. And let's work together. And let's make it happen. But I want that creativity out of him. Stimulate. I want it out of all of my coaches. I want them to come up with ideas. And sometimes they're going to work. And sometimes they're not. I'm not going to try to shut them down. I'm going to try to nurture them as best I can. And so that's the atmosphere that we need to put ourselves in. And so what I'm going to be logging then is as I'm reading, as I'm listening to podcasts, podcasts for me when I'm driving in the car by myself, like, man, my mind gets going, right? And so I'm just going to set myself some reminders on Siri to remind me when I get home to add those to my list. And now I've gotten really big into sending myself voice memos and doing like a two-minute voice memo, just rambling, letting my creative brain speak. And it's kind of funny when you listen to my voice memos and my creative brain is going like crazy super fast. It sounds, I sound like an idiot because like my brain is moving faster than my mouth and it comes out like bullet pointy. It's like, uh, it's real like staggered and there's no like sentence syntax or anything like that. Uh, but I've started now to log some of these things. And I think about this as a couple different things. One, I like the process of sitting down and I can, I can already envision, I can already see it when it's bigger and just like when I start to feel like I have no momentum and I haven't been creating anything new and I'm in this like lull and there's nothing new that's been going on. I can look back at that sheet and be like, awesome, here's how I can put some freshness into friendship or into my own life or into our marriage or into a vacation or whatever. Just think creatively about it, right? And now I've got a log of all these creative thoughts. And then on the back end of that is like, let's say, you know, the economy just tanks, right? And like things just aren't going well and healthcare becomes a huge problem for small businesses and we just can't do what we're doing and we start to get suffocated and business starts to go poorly. I now have a list of potentially hundreds and hundreds of ideas that I could start to take action on. It's like recession proofing myself, right? And starting to think about different ways that I could, and then it, the cool part about it too is you get to give it the ultimate sleep test. If I put something down now and 
friendship just, you know, continues to do well and continues to be an awesome place that I love and I'm fulfilled by every day, then, you know, maybe that keeps going for three or four more years, but maybe four years hits and the economy goes bad and maybe I'm starting to get, you know, close to 40 and it's starting to drag on me a little bit. If that's the case, I'm going to go back and I might have five or six or 700 creative ideas Things that are, you know, it can be anything. It could be a business idea. It could be something that you noticed somebody else struggling with. It could be just a creative idea about how you could, like I had had one the other day or, well, really weeks ago now, about how I've just got all this stuff sitting all over our house that Maria's always like, can we get rid of that? Can we get rid of that? Can we get rid of that? Which is awesome because now finally I've said, yeah, we can. And so I've gotten really into eBay and Facebook marketing, selling, or not Facebook marketing, Facebook marketplace and selling stuff. And so far in two weeks, I've made just over $2,000 just selling our junk that's been sitting around our house. Um, Actually, take that back. I made almost $2,500. If the things I have up sell right now, I'll be over $3,200 just from junk sitting around our house because I was listening to a podcast on on garage sale uh, reselling and sent a voice memo to myself, came home, got motivated for two hours, started taking pictures, put them up on the internet and boom, all of a sudden it's like make a full month's wage in a matter of, you know, weeks, just, just in passing. So it's, it's something that there's these opportunities around us all the time. And I think that we naturally inherently, if you guys are a creative person and you're young still, and you would still have that, you have to nurture it and listen to it and then take action on it. I think that's the biggest thing. And you might not be able to take action on it right now because you're so busy. Maybe you have new kids. Maybe you've got you know a, a really, really stressful job right now that's requiring a ton of hours or travel. And it might just not be the greatest time for you. And if you guys have been listening to our guests, the entrepreneurial guests that we're going to be having on you know, it just, they just kind of started small. Didn't have to be anything that was, you were jumping into, into the deep end right away. I think in reality, most people do kind of dip their toes in the water a little bit first. I mean, we did for, I don't know, six months, eight months. It was just kind of like, yeah, let's be, you know, we can't work out in the garage anymore. Let's kind of see what happens here and bought something that we could afford to pay for out of pocket. Almost no overhead, almost no commitment. Tried it out, loved it, and it grew. And so then we stuck with it. And then eventually, I think for me, it was two or three years later, it became something that I did full time. For Jay, it was maybe two years later that he came on full time. So it wasn't something where we jumped into it right away. I mean, I think people think that about friendship that it just was like zero to 100, but it wasn't at all. And so I think that's the big idea with the creativity sheet is just no idea is too stupid. And even if you think it's too stupid right now, well, it might not be in two or three years, and it might not be if the economy changes, and it might not be if, you know, technology changes, and all those things are constantly moving around us all the time. The first and the hardest part is just having the thought, right? It could be in the shower. It could be when you're listening to a podcast. It could be when you're reading. It could be when you're driving in silence, which is something I love to do. It's a great way to listen to your own thoughts. And just stop with the constant, constant entertainment all the time and listen. Listen to what your mind is telling you. Let your mind wander a little bit and then poof, when you have that idea, write it down as quickly as you can. Grab your cell phone out and hold the side button down and tell Siri what you just thought. 
tell her to remind say like this is it it's really cool if you don't have your series set up i've started doing this this is really from from andy there you go andy there's your mention for the podcast uh from andy he you know i saw him one day just held it down reminded himself of something when he got home and now i've been doing that like crazy hold the button down hey siri remind me when i get home to do x and y and z right to put this on my one thing list and so that's the ideal one, and I'm super excited about uh, about that one because my mind is just constantly racing all the time. And then the last one, guys, is the education piece. What did I learn today? What did I learn from this podcast? What did I learn from this book? And that could be chapter by chapter. That could be at the end of the book. The book I just read had a fantastic bullet point summary of what you should have learned from the book. At the end, had I had I just known that, I would have probably just skipped to the bullet points and gotten the the shorter version. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's those understanding what you learned is really cool. And so this is something I think we do learn things every day. And if you're not, and I ask people this all the time, and it always puts them on the spot. Say, tell me something. I just go, what do you want to know? Or what do you want to hear? Or what do you mean? And it's tell me something. What did you learn today? Tell me something that you learned today. And I want to hear what they say. And you'd be surprised at how many people get stumped by that. You'd be surprised how many people don't have an answer to that. And I think it's twofold. One, I think it's not a question that people ask very often. What did you learn today? And it's also definitely something that people don't think about which is disappointing because I think that if we don't ever take stock of what we're actually taking in information on and what we are actually taking away from that information, then conversations, good quality discussions, good quality reading or podcast listening or movie watching, they'll just kind of flutter away into the past and you won't have taken away the moral of whatever you were supposed to take away from that piece of education it's going to be different for everybody. I've always thought it's interesting when two different people read two to, will read the same book and you if we were to do this exercise, what did you take away from it? What did you learn? And see completely different answers. Because it speaks to people differently at different times in their lives and most books will do that. And so if you think about that then, I can write all that stuff down. That's something that's really easy. It's one or two sentences. Don't don't overdo it. Don't write a book report. Don't go crazy with it. Just take away your one takeaway from the book. Try to think about getting it down to one or two principles that you think spoke to you, that were important to you, were things that maybe you wanted to do better after you read the book. And I think that that's going to be something also that's really cool. And this is where I have like the bigger idea for our community. There's a great blog, and it's one of my favorite ever written, and if you guys have been around me for more than a few years, you've probably read it before. It's 42 Things I Learned in 2012, I think, or leading up to 2013. It's written by John Wellborn, and I'll post it in the show notes, and which I just learned how to do, by the way, and as well on uh, Facebook. But it's just a fantastic read, and I love the concept of that because he's just in tune with the things, the wisdom, the wisdom that he gained each year. And that's not only is that really powerful, because we do, we gain a ton of wisdom every year. Like once you get into your 30s, and I'm sure into your 40s, like you've made so many damn mistakes that you've learned from that you can look back on. You're like, I'm not doing that again. Like, no, I really fucked that up. And you can just move on. And it's not a problem. And the more times that you do that, the more wise you become. And I'll take wisdom over education any day of the week. 
And so if you're actually taking the time then also to write those things down, well, guess what? You're definitely not going to make that mistake again, especially if you reflect on them. And so I think it could be something really cool in the future like the end of next year, the end of 2019, what I learned in, you know, 2019 or what I learned in this decade. And we just have a series of guest blog posts that of people that wrote this stuff down that did the exercise for the entire year. And I just think it would be so cool. I mean, in reality, you could just copy and paste them over. But it would be, for me at least, it would be really fun to read. And the reading John Wellborn's like, John Wellborn's not anybody special to me. It's not super interesting. He was just a guy coaching strength and conditioning classes. And he listened to what he learned when he was coaching those strength and conditioning classes. And he started to just write them down. They're nothing earth-shattering. They're nothing crazy. They're written with a little bit of wit and fun behind them. But it's it's stuff that is pretty self-explanatory, but I really enjoyed reading it. And I still, I mean, it sticks with me, you know, six years later, I've, I'm still talking about this blog post. I'm still looking it up on the internet. I can't imagine how many hits it's got at this point. And so that's kind of what we're thinking about, or what I would love to do is next year, even if it's just me, but thinking about writing a blog post, it could be, you could do your gratitude one, you could do your education one or your creative one. It doesn't matter. Or you could do all three. I think that'd be even cooler. Now they'd be really long, but I'd read every damn word of them. And so that's something that I'm kind of thinking about, but these are the three things that I'm going to go on top of AJ Jacobs idea of just one thing that you do every day. And obviously you can start small, but I really, I'm, I'm super excited about this idea. And, you know, my, my phone's going to be working overtime, creating these reminder lists and voice memos and constantly sending them back and forth so that I can uh, put them into action and write them down at the end of the day. So hopefully you guys got something out of this. If you guys are interested in this concept or idea, or you guys do start doing it, uh, snap a screenshot, send it to me or let me know. And I've just been so excited by the uh, actual follow through out of a lot of people with some of the things that we've kind of decided to take on and decided to do and stick with. And then, you know, a lot of the difficult conversations that have kind of come from this podcast. And so this one's more for you. It's more for your own happiness. It's for your own development. And then I think more than anything, to prove to yourself that your creative brain is capable of a lot more than you give it credit for and to nurture that and not be afraid to take action and follow through on that. If you guys start listening to some of these entrepreneurs and you start thinking about it, the thing that's the most incredible to me is just that taking action piece. So many people have amazing ideas every week and they share them with me, whether it's about t-shirts or classes or whatever. And it's just like, you know, my, my concept has always been, well, why don't you do that? Yeah. Like you should absolutely do that. I would love to support you with it. And it's, it's just, there's just no follow through. And at some point in your life, you're going to have some job transition. You're going to have a downtime. You're going to start to resent your job. You're not going to be happy. And those are the times where you can lean on this creativity list and you can think about it. And you could start thinking about just starting it as a little side hustle project. You know, $100 here, $200 there. Just something on the side on weekends instead of playing on your phone all day or doing something like that. But that's what separates the people who are entrepreneurs and the people who had the great idea but it never panned out. Or they cry about it getting stolen or X and Y and Z, right? And this is something that has happened to me 
over the years that has just never bothered me. People steal from us all the time, right? They steal our Logans and slogans. They steal our shirt ideas. They steal more than anything, probably our business ideas in terms of new classes that we're going to be running or how we do our intro process or, um, you know, the types of classes that we're going to run. And we have all kinds of owners and people ask me to come and shadow or they come and they feel like they have to sneak around and maybe like, Hey, I was wondering if I could maybe just drop in for a class. And then, you know, a few months and they asked me a bunch of questions. And then a few months later, they open their own gym. It's like, you know, had you just told me that I would have helped you with open arms. I'm not afraid of anybody stealing our ideas because I'm the one who's nurturing my own creative brain. And so at best, if you're doing that, you're always going to be six months or a year behind And that's fine. That doesn't threaten me at all. But that's what you have to think about is if they're constantly relying on stealing stuff, then their creative brain isn't strong enough or isn't working or isn't developing worthwhile business ideas on their own. And so then they are required to steal from other people and they might not steal the right thing. They might be stealing something that for us is a failure and we're going to scrap. And they see it and they're like, oh man, that's a great idea. We should do that. And in actuality, it's like, no, that wasn't a very good idea. It didn't work at all. And we're going to scrap it. And so that's kind of the thing is if you're creative and you're trying new things and you're on top of your own game, then you're always going to have an edge over the competition or whatever it is, other people, however you want to view that. And I'm kind of constantly thinking about how I am trending and how I am in that, you know, quote unquote game. And Like I said, the more, the older I get, the more I get into business, the more I start to dive into some of these different sectors and stuff. It's the same thing with selling stuff around your house. It's, I mean, it's not hard to do. Everybody, well, not everybody, but most people have Facebook or a smartphone or could get Facebook Marketplace and or eBay on their cell phone in under five minutes. You snap a couple pictures, you write a witty little, this is what it is. And you post it. I I mean, literally, it took me less than 15 minutes. I sold one of my old cell phones last night for $150, and I sold it in less than 15 minutes. The woman came to our house and picked it up, brought me $150 to to take my cell phone that was just sitting in my desk drawer for the last, you know, year, right? And that's the thing. It's like, I I got a new phone. I upgraded. It was, you know, so I've moved on. I just wasn't going to use the phone. It was in perfect condition. I'm sure a lot of you guys have the same thing. But that taking action piece, that's all it is. Just, Just decide to take action. That's all you have to do. And it's like, it's seriously, it's that easy. And the thing that drives entrepreneurs crazy about people who are in a situation where that they don't like is... To us, the solution is so simple. If you're unhappy, change it. Go and start your own thing. Think creatively. Quit your job. If you want to really light the fire to your ass, quit your job. Like That's going to force you to be a creative. It's going to force you to think. Obviously, yeah, it's extreme. It's, you know, that burn the ships mentality, which is one of my favorite stories of all time. And if you guys aren't familiar with it, you can read about it, but basically... Cortez, when he was starting his conquest of the Americas, Central America, I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, he wanted to remove the option of retreat from his soldiers. Retreating is easy. That is natural human inclination is to seek safety. What we know, what's safe, that's human nature. And for you, that's probably your safe, steady job and your safe, steady paycheck. But 
if you burn the ships, then retreat is no longer an option. And I love that analogy. And it's scary and it's dangerous and it makes you makes you question everything. And you have to become resourceful and you have to rely on yourself. And there's just like, oh man, it just gets me going. Like I love that thought, that concept of getting everything out of yourself, getting everything out of your mind because your back is against the wall. And those are my favorite movies. Those are always my favorite stories is I love when you get somebody where like they're at their wits end, their back is against the wall. They've got no other option. They have to do something extreme and that something extreme pays off. And so I I love that mentality. And some people I understand the fear is natural and I get it. And I understand that that's where we're at. But there are a lot of things that we can do that maybe aren't to that degree yet. You don't have to like burn the ships right away. You can still have your lifeboat when you burn your ships, right? And uh, but start your way onto shore. Like that's kind of the the thought process. There is, you know, you can pop into your lifeboat and maybe go check out shore a little bit and see if that's going to be where you want to be. And you know, if you like it, then hell yeah, burn both your ships. So think about that. And I think this list can be something that can be a hedge against, you know, you losing your job in the future, or, you know, you working for a company you don't like, or any of those different things. So uh, if you guys are going to start this, like I said, let me know. And uh, I'd be happy to share mine with you as a few weeks gets under my belt. And hopefully I gave you guys some good tactile thought processes today. Enjoy. (laughs) 